tip today in association with Slattery's of Pecan, your main Peugeot dealer for over 50 years in the Premier County. Slattery'sGarage.ie Morning, welcome along to Tip Today, 1800-938-007. That's our free phone number, won't cost you to make a call. And Leanne is looking after us uh, today. Coming up on the show on this Valentine's Day, we're asking what is love? And we'll be speaking to relationships mentor and our psychotherapist, uh, Susan, in just a few moments' time. Who was St. Valentine? Well, Dr. Connor Reedy has all of the answers for us there. He has the story. We'll be speaking about romantic movies with Leanne. Alison is in Port Row for this week's uh, Village Tour. She'll be live from there just after 10 o'clock this morning. And we have a youth panel for you today as well after 11. So I'm really looking forward to introducing them to you. So all of that and much, much more. But first of all, this morning, before I have a quick look at uh, the papers, Father Michael Toomey was on to us. I'm sure you're aware of the tragic killing of the six-year-old Matthew Purcell Healy. His funeral is today. But can you believe... There's an online scam inviting you to view the little boy's funeral by clicking on a link. Now, just to make it quite clear, Matthew's funeral is not being live-streamed. This is a scam. Do not click on the link. Now, it's truly disheartening and appalling that there are individuals who would exploit such a tragedy for their own uh, personal uh, gain. And it really is a reminder uh, of the unfortunate reality that there's the existence of malicious and evil individuals uh, out there. So do not click on that link uh, whatsoever. And thanks to Father Michael for um, uh, reminding us about that this morning. Let's have a look at uh, the front pages of some of your newspapers, the Irish Independent and Toy Show. The musical is making the headlines there and there was a palpable sense of panic and pressure in RTE over the rather disastrous Toy Show. The musical, a writer on the show has revealed and writing in the Indo today, Elisa Tierney Kyo details the sense of chaos behind the scenes on the flop musical that lost over two million. And of course, uh, the um, uh, Eroctus Committee uh, will interrogate that today, I'm sure. Uh, the Irish Examiner, and uh, their main story, Israel is now behaving like a monster, said Taoiseach Leo Radkar, with the tarnished to Michal Martin, adding that sanctions against Benjamin Netanyahu's government should not be ruled out. And uh, the Children's Hospital again making headlines. The bill to the taxpayer for the delayed National Children's uh, Hospital has now uh, risen well over two billion, and yet the government still can't say for sure when it will begin treating sick children. And also that story, of course, of the little boy who was murdered, and a woman appeared before Waterford District Court last night charged with murdering uh, her six-year-old son. The Irish Times. And again, reference there to the teacher accusing Israel of becoming blinded by rage and the story of the children's hospital as well. But an interesting one that the Australian financial services giant uh, Macquarie's uh, asset management arm has agreed to buy the Beacon Hospital in a deal that's uh, estimated to be worth more than $400 million. And Dennis O'Brien will have a few bob out of that. And again, the Irish Daily Mail making reference to Toy Show, the musical, and uh, the former chair of the RTE board, Moya Doherty, 
uh, asked that memos on the risks, costs and ticket sales for Toy Show the Musical not be shared before a key meeting that greenlit the rather costly flop. So that's uh, making headlines today and as I say uh, before the Dáil uh, Aroctus Committee uh, today as well of which Matty McGrath is part of that and hopefully we'll be speaking to Matty uh, about the result of uh, that interrogation on the programme tomorrow. You can text and WhatsApp Oh, it's three three double one double three double one. You can email at any time, and that's tip today at tipfm.com. Now, on a much happier note, it is Valentine's Day, and relationship expert and mentor Susan O'Donoghue joins me now. Good morning to you, Susan. Good morning, friend. And thanks very much indeed for coming into us uh, today. Um, love is in the air and all of that kind of thing. W- what is love? As far as you're concerned, Susan? Uh, I suppose as far as I'm concerned, you know me, I always go back to myself again. And um, I think we want to belong and be loved. And I think our greatest need is unconditional love. Yeah. And that's hard to get, isn't it? Without conditions attached to it, you know. So I think the greatest, our greatest need is to, con- we always love ourselves, right? But we're either conscious or unconscious in it. And the unconscious stuff is all the protectors that we gather along the way. That might be being jealous of somebody, you know, all those feelings that come up, they're indicators of unconsciousness. Fear is a huge indicator of unconscious behaviours coming up. So if I'm jealous of somebody else, if I'm envious, if I'm angry, if all the real strong feelings, the ones that are filled with fear, yeah, they're the feelings that let me know that there's something going on inside for me. And that's where that's where my business is, is inside me, not out there, yeah. So when I crave unconditional love, the real unconditional love I crave is from myself. <laughs> That's very interesting indeed. And for for people then who crave love, and particularly that romantic love, it, you're saying that it's something inside themselves that needs to be addressed or looked at? Well, or? what I'm saying to you is that there's no wrong, right? Because we got protectors, uh, unconditional protectors now for a very good reason, because we needed them, right? We needed yes. them to survive, right? But then we hit 18 and... Unfortunately, we don't find the safety to have a look inside and see how is it that I'm jealous of people who have whatever, who seem to be in love, right? Because we mm. keep on the romantic team today. Yeah. How is it that I'm envious when I look at social media, yeah? Which is, you know, like we know in our hearts that a lot of that isn't, you know, what it appears to be. But when I look at social media and I see happy people, happy couples, happy families, happy all this, how is it that I feel so bad within myself? That's that's an invitation now from yourself. Remember, you're creating the feeling. Mm, yeah? yeah. Nobody else is creating it because it's coming from you. You're the one feeling it. So when these feelings come up, and especially the strong ones, they're our best indicator of what's happening inside for us. So now this is an opportunity to have a look inwards and sit with yourself and find safety, whether it's with a friend, whether it's with a professional, somebody where you can build a relationship and with somebody who has already examined their own behaviour. There's no point in sitting with somebody if they're in a very defensive place because I can't give what I don't have. Does that make sense? It does make sense, yeah. And why is it that many of us don't feel complete if we don't find this special person or find this special feeling? And that's a feeling again, isn't it? That sense of not being complete, that sense of not being, I suppose, there or not being good enough or not, you know, having what the other has. That's kind of a sense of envy too. You don't feel like you're there yet. So that's a feeling, remember now. So that's yourself, right? Giving you this nudge, if you want. It's your wisdom telling you there's something not right here for you, yeah? 
there's a block here for you if you want to put it that way or you're using this protector now which you really don't need anymore maybe because as adults it's our responsibility now to take care of our own needs mm. yeah and i guess we can't expect somebody to complete us and if we do we'll probably end up disappointed will we well we're very complete the way we are (laughs) we don't need anybody else to complete us and like all those i love all the romantic songs right and i um you know that one um Oh, what's Barry White? You're my everything. What's he saying? Yeah, yeah. You're my first, my last, yeah. my everything. Yeah. I sing that to myself. Okay. Because think of the words. You're my first, my last, my everything. Every, because that's who else is going to be that to you? Yeah. There is nobody else out there who is actually going to be that to you. And my idea of r- romantic relationships and love is two separate people. Yeah who look at their own story and look at their own behaviours and what I call CPR, which is continual personal reflection, right? You keep looking inwards to have a look and see how it is for you. Keep working on yourself, not on the other. Because a lot of times what we do is we try and change the other person or we'll say, oh, sure, he'll be grand, you know, he's lovely. Because we all come on very fluffy when we meet each other and it's <laughs> fabulous, yeah? You have six months of woohoo and then... They start to touch yes. into sore points. Yeah. Yeah. Well, reality, as it Reality kicks. Well, yeah. do you know what it is? As I, as, as I said to you earlier, friend, I think that we all draw people to us that we need to learn from. Yeah. Mm. So stuff in our story, because why are we attracted to them? There's something coming up there for us. And remember, we're very wise. Yeah. Whether it's unconscious or conscious, we're still, our wisdom is amazing. Yeah. So we're always there to uh, mind ourselves. We're never an enemy to ourselves. So everything that we say, do and feel is 100% about us. So just watch your behaviour and watch what your response is or your reaction is to other people, you know. And so when somebody really upsets you, they're doing you a favour. I know it doesn't sound like it at times, but they actually are because they're giving you an opportunity now to check in with yourself and see what sore point they've actually touched into. When you deal with couples and when you mm. mentor couples, and that, is, is that how you describe it, by the way, Me- mentoring? I would say I accompany people. That's mentoring, yeah? Accompany I accompany people. people. That's how I see it, yeah. because everybody's the expert on themselves, yeah? Like yeah. I was, you know, you said the relationship expert. I'm the relationship expert on myself, Yes. yeah? But I've done a lot of work on myself. So therefore, I've, I have the tools and I have, I suppose the understanding of behaviour that I can sit with another and reflect back to them because I would never impose that I know what's best for another person because their wisdom is for them and about them. And what I love to do is I love to accompany somebody, to support them, to bring their wisdom to consciousness, that Mm. they actually see it. They think, oh my God, that's amazing, you know, that I did that. But surely even the very fact that people would come to you would show you that there's a sense of awareness there of something. I would say there's a sense of desperateness or a need or something sits right. Yes. And I'll always say to somebody, look, you can come to me. If if, If what I say doesn't sit right for you, please, 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 do not come back if you don't want to. Don't mm. don't feel obligated, right? Because for me always, it's what sits right for you. And sometimes, like, I suppose when I would have been starting out on this journey, right, I would have, things would have been said to me and they would have really rocked my boat, yeah? They would have been like, that's so much, you know, that's, that's nonsense. I don't know what he's, you know, they're talking about, that's stupid. That's how I would have felt. But the, the, even that it touched into me that much, even that it made that impact on me, there was something in it for me. Do you know what I'm saying? Because anything that has an impact on you, whether it's that defensive reaction where you go, oh, that's stupid, they don't know what they're talking about, right? Or whether it's the one that, oh my God, that really sits right for me. If it makes an impact on you, 
there's something in it for you. Right, and that's very evident, I guess, with couples. With couples, yeah, yeah. I never see two people together. Oh, because, do you not? No, because right. what it is, is you're two separate individuals. Okay. If you bring two people into a room, right, you'll have, like, I think conflict is amazing, right, because I think that we learn so much from it. But if you bring two people into a room, right, generally what, it, what ends up happening is they'll start barking back and forth at each other mm. and nothing gets resolved, yeah? And then you're like a referee in between. But, like... And people are so hurt, you know, and we really get hurt by other people, you know. And that hurt is calling for our attention to look in and see what's coming up for us. Because if, if, if there wasn't something in there already, you couldn't possibly hurt me if there wasn't a sore spot in there. Do you know, for different people, it'll be different things. Like, say, um, if somebody said to somebody, oh, my God, you know, you're useless, you're no good. One person might just go, yeah, whatever, and leave it over their head, mm. whereas another person might be hugely impacted by that. And that goes back then to your story. Right, so you it? can chase that back in some way, can it's, you? It's the connection back. And it's always you are the expert on yourself. Yeah. So my job when I sit with people is to accompany them and reflect back to them, you know, and how is that for you? And believe you me, nobody will, until they feel that safety, you're not going to bring stuff to consciousness because it's too threatening. If it has been threatening for you and that's why you went into hiding, as I call it, mm. right? And you put up your walls and your protectors. It's true relationship now with safety that you'll start to take them down. And like, you know, I think that any emotion that comes up for us that's really, really strong, it's the most wonderful opportunity to have a look inwards. But you need the safety to do that. Is there a danger within a relationship, though, Susan, that, you know, in terms of looking inwards and people on that journey that you and I often speak about, that you might be further down the road or the other person is further down the road than you? Does that not inevitably lead to difficulties as well, you know? Oh, Fran, I must say now, you've just hit a hit a point there for me that I struggled with. <laughs> when I think about how crazy it was, I, like, I suppose when I started this, I was like, oh, my God, you know, my hubby, he's not going to catch up with me now. I mean, when you think about it, it's so nuts. <laughs> sure, I was drawn to him for a reason, mm. yeah? Yeah. We're living together, right? We're, any, see, behaviour leads behaviour. Right. So if I start, like, say, things that maybe I was doing unconsciously before. Mm. Right. And I'm still doing unconscious stuff because that's what it is. But things that I would have been doing unconscious before when I got clued into that, like the person that you're with then sees a change and they go, oh, and nobody wants to be unconscious. Nobody wants to live their life like, say, in hiding. That's how I'll say it. Right. We all want to live our lives to our full potential. We all want to be free in the sense that we can be ourselves and bring ourselves to the table. So when I'm living an unconscious life, it's in fear. It's I'm hiding the whole time from the world because it's too threatening. Nobody wants to be in that place. So when you're with somebody, and when I think about it, like it was so, um, I won't say, but like just, you know, I don't know, so unconscious of me even to think that I'd be ahead of him. Mm. Do you know? Like... Like, who says that he's not doing the work on himself? Like, we never know another truly, do we? Yes. What, what exactly is going on That was my fear them. coming yeah. up, that, oh, my God, you know, am I going to be ahead of him now? What's he going to do? Why am I going to speed him up to catch up? <laughs> like, it's just, you know, but it's such a lovely, unconscious thing to look back on right. and think, oh, my goodness, you know, I'm I'm just thankful that I'm after, you know, I suppose bringing stuff to consciousness along the way. It just, it's very freeing. Because now it's not my job to move my husband along. It's my job 
to take care of myself. Can I be a little curious as well? You you say you meet couples um, individually, and of course, there's all sorts of couples, the same sex couples, and the. But can we just take a man and a woman for for okay. for a moment? The gender difference in terms of what you see um, people coming into you with issues, is it very evident that there's men and women who think about life and think about relationships and love very differently? I would think that society maybe... I think that we're all human, right? I don't think that, you know... I think that we all deserve uh, feminine and masculine qualities. We all deserve an equal share of both. We need an equal share of both. I just think society has pushed men to be... You know, uh, they can be angrier. They can, um, I suppose, be the ones that go out, the hunter-gatherers. Like, all this stuff is in the background. Now, that's how, uh, I suppose, we've evolved in a sense. But I think we all crave the same thing. We all crave that sense of love, unconditional love and belonging. That's what we want. But we want it in here, not out there. But to have it in here, because it's true relationship that we feel we don't have it, it's true relationship that we'll be able to get back there again. So for me, that that sense of a man and a woman, it's kind of a cultural thing, isn't it? You know, the woman stays at home. I mean, it's changing now, in mm, fairness, because mm. women are out working and men are home, you know, with the children and stuff. But it's just it's just a cultural effect. I don't really think... I think we're all human. I don't think there's a difference. Does romance get in the way sometimes of... I like an old bit of romance, do you? Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, does it get in the way of... I mean, I'm talking about expectations here. Oh, We'll yeah. be talking about it in terms of movies a little later yeah. on with, with Leanne, but books and particularly yeah. social media now yeah. as well, all this grandiose stuff. And the, yeah. The, can it get in the way of... It can, and, you know, it's it's it's. I was just looking up stuff last night and I saw that... Um, Mark Travers, from, uh, he's a contributor to Forbes, right, dot com, and he just looked at different surveys that were done, and he said the commodification of love, right? So, like, you know... Valentine's that's, Day. Yeah, yeah. it's like yeah. the expectation. So it's driven by people wanting to sell stuff, yeah? So that makes complete sense why we're all caught up in it, yeah? Because, do you know what I mean? It's kind of a, we all want to belong, yeah? Mm, yeah. We all want to be, you know what I mean, in the group and in the party, so... If we're not, where are we? You know, that sense of that. So if we're not in um, a solid place in ourselves, we can get caught up in that very easily. Do you know what I mean? We can get caught up in the whole lovey-dovey thing. And then they talk about the social comparison. And you know I'm allergic to comparisons. And they talk about that trap. Mm. And that's social media. It's ads. It's TV. It's everywhere you go, isn't it? Like, you know what I mean? There's like, you know, you see couples and they, the movies, the mm. books. Yeah, of course. You know? yeah. Why is not my life like that? Yeah, because it's a movie. <laughs> or the the open office, and and one lady might get the twelve roses, and somebody else doesn't get them. And, yeah. yeah, and it's all this, you know, comparison, and it's, you know, this, you know, all about buying stuff. It's not about. And for me, like I know, Edith Eager talks about how do you spell love, and it's T I M E time, and whether that's with your partner or with children, that's what it's about. You know, being actually present to somebody else is the greatest gift. Mm. And listening. Yeah, well, listening is the big thing, isn't it? Yeah, without interruption. Mm. That's a hard one for most people. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And then the last one they talked about was the heightened levels of loneliness around Valentine's. That Valentine's actually makes people feel lonelier. 
Yeah, and you can understand that, especially with all the hype around it and everybody talking about it and happy Valentine's. And But if you've lost a partner or if, you know what I mean, if you don't have a partner or if you're single or if you have this, you know, the, of course, it's all the cultural social stuff again about you should be, you know, I mm. hate shoulds, coulds, must have to and ought to, but you should be married at a certain age and especially if, if you're a woman because your clock is ticking. Yeah. You yeah. know, it could be really rough going, like, you know. So I, my whole thing about about everything around this is, you know, um, there's a Chinese uh, philosopher and his Lazatsu, and he said, knowing another is intelligence, knowing yourself is true wisdom. And he said, mastering another is strength, mastering yourself is true power. And that's what, that's where I'm at. It's always about how can I tap in and see what's going on for me? Because when I'm solid in myself, I'll attract somebody who's solid in themselves. And that's what I want. I don't want to be enmeshed with somebody. And uh, finally, because I know that you, you, you're very busy this morning, it was very good of you to come into us, okay. but the, the, the idea that there's that one person out there for you, that special person that... <laughs> what about that, Susan? What a... Special person for me is me. <laughs> is me. That's me. And when I'm solid in myself and I have that sense of, you know, unconditional love for myself, right. which is a work in process, I don't think you're ever there, but when I get better at it and when I know, and not in a vain way, yeah. but when I know that I'm okay and if I need help, I'll ask for it. And you know what? I'm amazing, this, the life I've got through. Like I often say, you know, to people who come see me, you know, just think about what your life has been and what you've actually survived, right? Because people think, oh, I, there was nothing wrong in my house growing up. And then they sit and they think about it and they look at the, oh, yeah, I remember that. Because now there's a bit of safety to remember it. But even if you don't remember yeah. it consciously, right, it's still there. It's still in the background, do you know? And if it's not safe to bring it up, it'll still be there. It's not going to go away, you know? Yeah, it's very interesting. But are you shattering the whole illusion of all the great love stories in, in history that that really what they were was somebody being codependent? Yeah, but what I want is I want really unconditional love. I want love that I'm not needy, that I don't feel like if you leave me, I'm going to die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want that. I want that sense of, you know what? I really love you. You mean a lot to me, but I mean a lot to me too. Yeah. And I'm number one on my list. Yeah. Yeah. So therefore, if I feel like that, right, if I feel like I'm number one on my list, I'm going to have boundaries around stuff. I'm going to take care of myself. You're going to know that if you cross this line, you know, I'm going to say something about mm. it or I'm going to take action for myself. Yeah. But but that independence would be very attractive, Susan. Do you know, do you know when, so. you, when you come across somebody like that, that is very attractive, isn't and it? And you know what that is again, Fran? Like we went back to like we talked about. Nobody wants to be hidden. Yeah. So yeah. that sense of, you know, like we all look up to people like, say, celebrities, and a lot of them it's all, you know, powdered over and mm. we don't know the true story. Mm. But you see these lovely, and that's why we're drawn to couples that look like they're having such a lovely time. Mm. That's why we're drawn to all that, because everybody wants it. Everybody. But what they really want is that solidness in themselves. Right. So are we being sold a pup with a lot of these rom-coms and Mills well, and Boone stuff? Like I love, my favourite book in the world is Pride and Prejudice. Uh, well, I mean, that's just I just it? love it. Well, that's, that's a wonderful piece of literature reasons. as well. Yeah. yeah, but for my own story reasons. Yes, but I mean, that's a great, because you get past the romance in Pride and Prejudice and you see all of all of humanity there, don't yeah. you? you know? Yeah, I think, I think it's fabulous, but that's yeah. my, that's. but there's a reason why I like it. Yeah. Because of my story. Right. 
you know. Not, not because you're looking for a tall, dark, handsome stranger well, to I come in. Well, I have one. On. <laughs> <laughs> He's not a stranger anymore, I think. <laughs> We're all strangers. We're all strangers. But I think it's about knowing yourself, yes. yeah? Getting to know another and letting another get to know you. That, yeah. for me, is key. Yeah. One, of, one of the great love stories that I've ever heard was on this programme, in fact, during COVID, uh, a man called Tom came on and he spoke about seeing his wife for the last time. And because of the nature of COVID, she could only blow him a kiss out, out, out the window. And he spoke so lovingly about her and their long period of time together. And a few months later, he died himself. Yeah. And, you know, it was the most incredible, unselfish, not feeling sorry for himself because he did. But, I mean, it was just a wonderful story. Yeah. You know? And I think it's so lovely to have people pass through your life and get that like lovely sense of a person you yeah. know what I mean it's a privilege isn't it yeah. but it's a privilege to get to know yourself yeah Susan always wonderful to talk to you and thank you very much if people want to talk to you about love or indeed anything else Susan <laughs> how can they do that sure it's 086 256 and it's info at emotionalwellbeing.ie thanks friend uh, uh, thanks very much indeed Susan we've uh, a lot of bits and pieces in on this and I'll, I'll go back to it in just a little while Tip today with Fran Curry. With Slattery's Garage, puck on. You can't beat experience. With over 50 years maintaining Peugeot cars and vans, we like to call ourselves the experts. Call Slattery's Garage for a free vehicle health check today. 067 24111 or slatterysgarage.ie. Join 